Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. Your favourite fact podcast is back once again. We bring you stuff from the, the, the bowels of the internet. You just decide whether they're worth remembering or worth chucking in the bin. Uh, my name is Dan. Three things for you this week about Stalin, Spain, Stankovic. Mark is also here. This week, people running fast, people stealing ideas, and people building pyramids. Connor makes up the famous three. Starbucks, where a thing come from in the World Cup. <laughs> I think halfway through, Connor, you realised that we'd like meticulously planned this. Yeah, and no, I'd write that. That's not bad. It's all fine, though. Good facts. Anyway, stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffle. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So the World Cup has started. We are recording this pre-World Cup, so I can't immediately react to last night's game. But I'm very excited for a World Cup. I know there's a lot of uh, talk about the politics of the situation, which is perfectly valid. But I'm excited to just watch some football. Mm. Yeah, good time. Eight games a day, mate. It's not exciting. Eight, it's not eight games a day. No, it's not. Oh, is it not? There's a lot. There's three. It's like three a day. Brilliant. But still, it's a lot. Yeah. Last night, Qatar v Ecuador. When they did that thing, God, I wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> When the ball did that. And then, whoa, you know, when, I mean. Did you see the player? Yeah. Ooh. What do you think they can do? Just walk it in. God, should have passed it. There we go. That's the World Cup chat, though. For World Cup chat done, thank you for being there. In case you're new, we bring you nine facts every week, three each. You just decide whether you should remember them and they're facts or whether they are utterly preposterous, whether these facts are nonsense. Connor will start us off. You might remember last week. He started off with the fact that everyone knew about literally the world's most famous pop star. That was in a movie that was also really famous and won awards. Elton John's called Reginald. Just, just in case you needed it again. Can he lift himself back up? Was that your fact? No. Go on, just take really it away. Want people to know. We'll talk about the World Cup. We'll go back to the 1950s. So when the Americans defeated the favourites, England, in the 1950 World Cup, the story goes that many newspapers around the world believed that the 1-0 score was actually a typo. So instead, they just printed the England 1-10-1. What? Repeat. Yeah. Right. So England were the favourites to win the World Cup in 1950. They were like the best team. Sure. America actually sure. beat England 1-0. Mm. Then when it got published around the world, and there was countries that may not have seen the game or not kept up with it, and they saw, what? America won 1-0? It's definitely a typo. So they just published on their newspapers that England won 10-1. They were like, it's definitely wrong. Oh, that they've missed the... Yeah, so as in they just didn't they've believe. they missed the one. They've they... missed the one from England. Yeah, they just didn't believe it. But England and America weren't doing this. Just like no. Random oh, countries. no, no, no. Just random countries. Yeah. So it was just different papers all over the world. They were like, yeah, this is wrong. This is a typo. But they was obviously seeing it from what it was published in other countries like UK and, you know, and went, America. Right. And went, that that's, ca- that that's can't wrong. be right. I that's, cannot believe that is right. 
Will I check? No, I won't. I'll just assume it's a typo. And back to the sort of why this fact makes sense. The 10-1 isn't a score that then would have been weird. England were amazing. America were so like 10-1, pretty normal score for that game. Yeah, and a But lot they of, actually won 1-0. And a lot of games back then were, I think, much more high scoring than they are now. Much more high scoring. But isn't that great? Just the fact there were so many newspapers and they were like, yeah, they are, that's definitely wrong. Probably Just, the advent of the offside rule. We'll go 10-1. I think that will be fine. It's got similar sort of numbers in it. Let's, let's post that. Brilliant. Super. Yeah. Very good. Good fact, right? Good World Cup fact. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you know any of the countries that did publish that? Uh, no. You were apparently a good footballer in your day. I was a good footballer, yeah. I don't get the one, It's the one thing. No, do you know what? It is the one thing that I've been very good at in my life. I reckon you're not good enough. I reckon you'd be a bit too flash for me. Actually, back to that. I was good enough technically. And I was told that. I just didn't have the physical side of it to, to play at a high level. Technically, I probably could have done really, really well. But I didn't have the... I weren't... I think it's... Uh, didn't in, like in, that. In fairness, I was mentally ready to play for the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. But I just didn't quite have the technical on, or on the ball, physical skills. Yeah, I could, on the ball, I, yeah, very, could, very good. I could be at the World Cup right now, but instead I said, no, f- I want to be making a podcast with you three. So well, no, it's all, it's all part of it. You've got to have the physical side of it. You've got to be able to get stuck in. You've got to, you got know, to, don't mind jumping up for a header. I didn't like that. But with the ball at my feet, playing football, read the game like Kevin De Bruyne. In Who do- you look like. I get, I get told that. Yeah, you do look like him, yeah. When was it? When was the last time? Oh, it's the baffled TikTok, isn't it? Yep. All that the bloody time. Little viral yep. video went round. Look, Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting in a podcast studio doing a fact podcast. That's him. Yeah. That's what it is. When he's not, yeah, when he's not. When he's le- not earning 500 grand yeah. a week, he pops in the studio for a little bit of a fact when guy. he's not leathering balls to Harland. Yeah, he just keeps busy yeah. looking at facts online and thinking this is something to do. <laughs> With a guy that looks like Mark and me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good World Cup fact, right? Nice way to start. I like that a lot. It's Might nice that it. you bought half of the fact. Oh, here we go. We, Has he done a Google? Well, no, I just would have liked to know what countries published that it Just was say a country. He's not going to know. Kazakhstan. Great. There you go. Thanks, mate. We will call back to the World Cup as the last fact of this week's podcast. So, do come up. Oh, I like that. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Of the 30 fastest 100-metre sprint times, 21 were run by athletes who tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. The other nine were Usain Bolt. It's a great mm. fact. Shows Good. how rapid he is. Yeah, ridiculously fast. Very, very fast. He's been beaten now, is No, still got the world still record, got, I think. Still got the world record. Yeah. Is he? I remember this the... This was um, in one year, though, wasn't it? It's not generally. It was in... Uh, or is it of the 25? No, of the, of the 30 fastest ever times, 21 are athletes who have tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. The other nine were Usain Bolt. Do you remember when he was absolutely determined to become a footballer and he was rubbish? Yes. <clears throat> Just because you're quick doesn't necessarily mean... So when you say you're a footballer. the 21 were performance heart, they obviously weren't in an Olympic sport. They were done with performance-enhancing drugs in them. No, so... so As they, in, like, they cheated. <clears throat> they took took steroids. To, to run that fast. Yes. And then he had the other nine. And was he the top Was he the top nine? So out of the scale with 30 He's records. He's not one to nine, no. It's just no, of the no. nine fastest times yeah. ever run at 100 metres, or is it 200? Uh, 100 metres. 100 metres. You know, he might have had one, three, five, yeah. 15. But he has got one. Is he the fastest ever to do it? Yeah, he holds the world record. Yeah. Every yeah. other person apart from Usain Bolt in the top fastest 30 times that have ever been run were taking a banned drug. Do you yes. remember the... Um, I, 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 Get me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't there a time with it, uh, with with uh, Usain Bolt near the end of his retirement when he was just about to retire, where somebody did beat him? Oh, he's been beaten. Yeah, and it was like but a it doesn't real... necessarily mean that they've run quicker than he's ever run. What is his time? 
100 meters? Nine seconds. It's like 9.6 is like the, the long one to level. Too fast. Yeah. Too bloody fast. Probably what? may not be beaten. Uh, no, it will. I imagine it will be beaten because this is the, the there's things in humanity where, and I'm surprised it's not been beaten yet, where like the human race almost need permission to do something. It was like, so uh, who was the guy that ran the first four minute mile? Uh, Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister, you know, ran the first ever four minute mile. Kind of took him ages to do it. No one had ever done it before. He does it, and then someone does it the next week. Yeah, it's like people just need that permission to think. Oh, you to know say, what? Oh, we can go. We and can do, do this. I love. Uh, Google and the internet. I just put Usain Bolt 100 meter sprint. And it just said, "Is Usain Bolt faster than a bullet?" Then there's an article and all of that. So. Probably not. No. At 9.58 is the world record. What's amazing about Usain Bolt when you watched him do it is he looked like he wasn't bothering. He would always start slowly. He it was like when he won an Olympic gold medal and he admitted he had like nuggets for dinner the night yeah. before. I was really slow. You yeah. had it, you had it in, up here though. You had it in your feet. He didn't have the physical abilities, but mentally slow. he was ready for it. <laughs> The thing is, right, you two are taking the piss out of this. You could have been a professional footballer if your physicality no, I, was there. I, I, you could have been a 100-meter runner if your mind was there. Right. If, yeah. You look at Kevin De Bruyne. I do. I'm looking at him right now. Right. Great player. Could be the best player in the world right now. Right? Sure. What he has is he has the technical ability, sure. but then he has the physical and the mental ability too. To what are you explaining to me right now? Because you, you, you're taking the mickey out on me because the fact that I had the technical because I was better than you. Here's what's happening. You can't no, deal with it. No, what I like is the fact that you've got, yeah, it was that <clears> one <throat> thing that I didn't have, the Massive physical thing. ability. Huge thing. Well, exactly. This is the point. So you weren't that close. Technically, amazing. I was very good. Read the game very well. Amazing pass with the ball. Good, good shot. Everything. I did all. Like, what you're Center saying is, mid, I didn't have half side. of the skills I needed to be a footballer. But other than that, other than missing 50% of the skills, I was really close to you know being a great You know what this is? This is anger because he got picked last for 10 years. In so many... Mate, of I got signed by Crystal Palace. Slash would have been how they've been taller. I didn't have the physical abilities. That's the thing. Technically, I was all there. Physically, wasn't tall enough. You're not cool enough at Palace. In so many, in in so many of these podcasts, you have a guy at me for saying, for, when I say, "Oh, I could do that." Yeah, every podcast. Yeah, and now I'm and here slightly you questioning the fact that you said you could be a professional fi league footballer. I, think, I don't think I actually said that. Well, yeah, I, I, let's roll I back said the I've tape. Done you, very well, you implied. You implied. Very, very well. If you had a bit more muscle, you you said if you had no. a bit more muscle, you, you'd be dead. He'd have been there. Look, the football fans out there that aren't like these two that call themselves football fans <laughs> will understand what I'm talking about. You're a West Ham fan when they're doing well. Right, my first fact of the show is something that I am determined to use in my ability as podcast host. Okay. If Joseph Stalin, yeah. Russian leader, uh, yeah, I know who he is. mispronounced a word while giving a speech, yeah. everyone else who was reporting on his speech had to repeat the mistaken pronunciation because they didn't want to make out they were correcting him. They didn't want to be seen to be smarter than the almighty ruler and leader. And it was his second language. Is he still around now? No, he did. So it's right to say that that's ridiculous. There's a, there's a good film in it called The Death of Stalin. Do you think that's ridiculous? You should watch it and then bring it as a fact next week. Well, right? Joseph, Stalin was, um, he was, was he president of Russia or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah premier what, what, of Whatever Russia. they called themselves. So he was the Vladimir. Yeah, and this was big USSR at the time, so it was right. when it was massive. Yeah. You know, he was like... So basically, everyone was scared of him, Yeah, understandably. Yeah, he, he had a kill list. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I'd probably be the same with Putin. I wouldn't want to do that, would you? wouldn't want to correct him. And because it's all fine. it was his second language, he would mispronounce things and no one would correct him. Right. If someone was reporting it on the telly, for instance, not that they'd tell you about them, but you know, that kind of thing. If it was on the... They would, they would say that that's how it was meant to say. 
And also quite a lot of words in Russian um, are kind of Stalinized because they were what he said at the time. So they've been slightly, the, the, how you pronounce them and spell them has been changed over time and they are still spoken today. Got to be hard, isn't it? As like a reporter or someone that had to then do it wrong to make sure you do it wrong. You know, because it's like a, a natural human mm. thing is to just correct, right? And if, especially if you're reading something, I imagine it might be scripted when you're repeating it back or whether you'd naturally just kind of do the right way that it should be done. Mm. Well, you we don't want to do that. And this, you know, this doesn't... Just, you might, might die. Yeah, it's not just... It doesn't just end with embarrassment. It ends with... Death. Yeah, a little bullet in your head. Mm. I'm not sure how I thought about that, but how, what year was this all happening? Uh, between 1924 and 1953. Not that long ago. You know what? I, I don't agree with many of the way Stalin ruled his country. Mm. Yeah. We learned last week on the podcast, you might remember that I would make a good CEO. I feel like if, if I were, you know, for this podcast, I might do this. No one can correct me. Wow. Again, hiking back to last week on the podcast, I had that fantastic moment where, when you the, tried the to The issue is, is that Stalin had this sense of fear installed in all the people who I think that's him. just the moustache, though. I think if I grew a moustache, it would be frightening. You should try. No. It's not going to work, mate. Well, that's a shame. But yeah, if you heard Stalin mispronounce something, you were wrong. He did not mispronounce it. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. So I think we've spoken about this before. Great, with, good start. <laughs> hold on. With Starbucks in New York and how frequent they are bill and everywhere they are within New York and the, the distance. Did you know that Starbucks has added an average of two stores daily since 1987? Where? Globally. Yeah, but where? So globally. <clears throat> globally, Dan. Is that globally. not a good enough answer There's for no you? There's no space around anymore for people to make houses. Countries are disappearing into the sea and they're knocking up an old Rappuccino. Well, I looked at this day. as, I looked at this as well. Starbucks taking on the space. There's a, lot, there's a lot of major, major streets in New York that I was looking into with this where Starbucks will have more than three like stores down that one street. Like, that's how they run. The it's, idea it's is the same in you, London with Pret. Yeah. With Pret. With Pret. You never, ever are without... Pret, it's always there, right? Or in Newcastle with Greg. So they got Newcastle with Greg. So they've got to keep up with that. So an average of two stores daily since 1987 have been built. I agree. Where? But the world's a big place. And there's never not Starbucks. Is there always a Starbucks? Starbucks in every country. Always it's a Starbucks. Two things you can guarantee in every country. Starbucks and an Irish pub. Yeah, I agree, yeah. But there is always a Starbucks. Always at the airport. And I don't really like Starbucks. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The most disappointed I've been in my life, one of the times, is when I slept it right to the top of Prague Castle. Up a massive hill. The first thing you see, Starbucks. Yeah, you see, that's really sh. Right, I'd be really annoying. Yeah, and Starbucks is really not good coffee. I don't mind it. I think. I think think in terms of the big chains, I think it's up there as one of the better ones. But you have to get the extra shot. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just hot milk. Do you want to hear my order? Yes, you do. And I, I never used to have anything fancy, but since I've come back from America, are you a proper basic white girl order? You might need to set aside half an hour. I have uh, a. Oat milk iced latte, the big one, venti, with an extra shot, and sugar-free caramel syrup. That's four shots of caffeine. Quite a lot. Also, uh, now. interesting fact, if you're listening in America, you get a grande. The Americans are a size up. Yeah. We don't, so we don't a venti here, a large here is a medium in America. Oh, really? If you get a venti in America, you basically bring your own bucket. Do you know what's called venti? Because that's Italian for large. 20. 20 ounce. Do you know what I get from yeah. Starbucks? 20, 20. What? 
I get something that isn't on the menu. Uh, one of these people. Oh, I bet you are. You've seen it on TikTok. Is this like one of those secret McDonald's things where you buy two things and stick them together and go, it's a secret order? Very quickly. London Fog. I. Yeah, but if you ask for a London Fog, they don't know what it is. Yeah, they do. There's no way. Do you know what it is? No. What is it? London Fog? No, it is. There's no way they do. It's an Earl Grey tea bag in the milk. Then you steam the milk with the tea bag in it. Then you pour that milk into a little bit of vanilla syrup. And stir it. I, if you go, you know, 80% of the Starbucks baristas who work in London don't have a clue what you're talking about. They yeah. do. And you have to explain that. Can I have a London fog, please, mate? Sorry, sorry, what? And then they always white cotton on it with two ends and it ends bad. They take you outside, think it's a Glasgow kiss and give you a whack around the chops. What do you order again? Great question. I order what everyone calls the Dan Special. Oh, Walk into any London Starbucks, they yeah. know it. Say it again. Iced oat milk latte, large with an extra shot with sugar-free caramel. It's not really a Dan special, isn't it? It's just a large well, that's extra what... shot iced coffee with oat milk because you're vegan and then you have a shot of flavour in it. Well, he's not vegan. That's the secret. That's on the secret menu. If you ask for the Simo special, that's what it comes with. Okay, fine. The okay. Simpson there. Mark, I loathe. Mark, black what do you coffee, have? Isn't black coffee. Yeah. I loathe. Black, the... strong and dark. The people who say that there's like a McDonald's secret menu. There is. And yeah, all, Connor's but, one of these. He's bought it as a fact before. But you don't, if you ask it, they don't do it. You have to make it yourself. Okay, next time you go to McDonald's, ask for McGangbang, see what they say. Yeah, <laughs> take it outside. No, they'll, buy, they'll make it for you. They will not make it for you. Isn't me. that just like they give you two things and you put them together? Can do that. <laughs> and see? also, these poor people, you know, they're working all the hours under the sun. It's always really stressed for almost no money. And you're there going, oi! I'm TikTok. I've seen them at Gangbang. Make it for me, darling. I know he's always a 2 a.m. one for me, that as well. Good. You lose a heartbeat, but it's all right. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. The phrase, steal your thunder, has a very literal meaning. So in the 18th century, there was a dramatist called John Dennis, and he created this idea for a thunder machine for his play. But it didn't work out. The play was a flop, and the machine didn't really work. The following week, Macbeth went into that same theatre used the thunder machine, made it work, and it pissed Dennis off to the point that he yelled, they will not have my play yet steal my thunder. And that is where the phrase comes from. I feel like, I enjoy this, but I feel like so many of these facts about like the origin of phrases mm. are bull****. <laughs> it just, it's, all too, it's all too cutesy, isn't it? I've got one as well. I know, it's all it. too cutesy. It is quite cutesy. I've got a, where the thing come from. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think it's all too like neatly done. Oh, you'll never guess John had a thunder machine, his play was crap, the next play was really good, and they used his thunder machine. It's just all too sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I buy it. I, I do I do understand <clears throat> where you're coming from. There was one you know his name is Mud. I yep. believe for a long time that Mud I, this might be right, I can never remember if it was an old wives' tale or not. Um Mud was the allegedly the name of the doctor who treated John Wilkes Booth, who shot Lincoln. Yeah. And obviously he was doing his duty as a doctor in saving a life or whatever. But, you know, it was a horrible thing to do. Well, people didn't like him doing it because the guy just killed the president. There was an old wives' tale I heard about a lot of times called, oh, that's where his, the phrase his name is mud comes from. But surely it's just that his name is, you know, grime under your shoe. It's, yeah, it's dirt, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they backfill a lot of this, I find. Yeah. Backfill. Great. That's, that, that's what Connor's taken from this. <laughs> the word backfill. 
All right, second fact of the show. In 2002, Brian accidentally invaded Spain, apologised and then left. Love it. Accidentally? Yeah. Just what? Just got the went got, on. got the borders wrong, just went, oh, sorry. Yeah, ended up on their land. Something to do with Gibraltar, man. <laughs> exactly right. There we go. Uh, 20 Royal Marines based near Arbroath roared up to a beach in Spain in an amphibious landing craft, uh, leapt ashore, started running up the beach with assault rifles and mortars. The only people there to welcome them or to rather defend the beach was Spanish fishermen in the town of La Línea de la Concepción. They watched, 40, they watched the 45 Commando deploying tact, tactically in the sand. Two policemen had to say to them, you think you're doing a, a training session on Gibraltar? This isn't Gibraltar. Gibraltar's about 20 miles up sea. I mean, it's not a good start for a training mission. Training lesson number one, where's Gibraltar? I'll probably, I, I think the training session comes to an end there. And it, this was at a time of, of quite hostile tensions between Britain, Spain and Gibraltar. So it was uh, annoyed a few people. Gibraltar's British, isn't it? Correct, yeah. yeah. But uh, a lot of contention because it is random. It's just like this place we've got that's effectively a rock on the end of Spain full of monkeys. Questions, ask me. Fill time. Sorry, I had to yawn. It's not your fact. <laughs> just doesn't need to yawn. Give me questions. We're at the end. We're, we're coming who, to the end of a two podcast. Who, Come on. Who at this point apologizes? Like, whose job is it to say, oh, I'm sorry, sir? Like, does it go as high as the prime minister? Does the pr- prime minister have to ring up Spain and go, I am so sorry? A, L- spokesman for the MO- a spokesman for the MOD said it was regrettable that the incident happened during the exercise by the Royal Marines. He said, in the course of an exercise, a landing craft meant to land in Gibraltar landed a few yards down the beach on the Spanish side. It's caused much embarrassment. The error is regretted and lessons have been learned. I reckon a lot of people got in trouble. Oh, definitely more than a slap on the wrist. But the thing is, it should just be a slap on the wrist. It's like, okay, it's one of those things. Let's not make that. Let's learn rather than punish. Let's not make that mistake again. No one was armed. But this is the point. With diplomacy, you know, with geopolitics, someone could be really pissed off about that. Yeah. And also, it's 2002. Not long ago. 20 years. Yeah. You'd think that'd be ages ago when you hear something like this. I wonder about the police. They had GPS in those <clears throat> days. Just just whack up a bit of Google Maps and know where you are. I like, wonder how the on. police approached it, sort of say, you know, you're in the wrong place. What you're doing. Yeah. Huns. How do you approach that? Well, I think it was just fish, yeah. Excuse me. Fisherman. Hello. Hello. Hola. Hola. That's Spanish. Hola. Hola, los cientos. Tengo barros. Es que los are you just saying words that sound Spanish? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Quite good. I'm trying to perfect a skill where I speak foreign languages without actually saying anything. Say it with enough confidence, and if other people don't speak it, fine. That's what I'm down for. So, yeah, in 2002, Britain, no. Uh, Britain accidentally invaded Spain, apologised, and then left again. Brilliant. Love it. The ultimate podcast for Married at First Sight fans is here. This is Recapped at First Sight. The new podcast keeping you up to date on all the love, fallouts, drama and secrets as the Married at First Sight UK bride and grooms try to make happy couples. And we're your happy couple right here, in a professional sense, of course. Join me, Kat Shube. And me, former Maths UK groom Bob Voisey, every morning after you've watched the latest episode on TV. Plus, we'll have some special guests along the way enjoying our very own wedding breakfast. You bit the caterers, right? Uh, about that. Recapped at first sight. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. Info at bafflepod.com. Uh, if you'd like to buy merch or if you'd like to get in touch, again, baffledpod.com. You'll get all our social links there as well. And for this month, remember, uh, we are sponsored by the good folk over at Manscaped getting to Christmas. Uh, if you require some TLC down below or maybe your partner does and you want to give them a nice handy hint that, look, just trim up the forest down there, hun. Manscaped.com. For that, you can save quite a lot, can't they, Mark? They absolutely can. If you want an awkward Christmas, buy it for your dad. Uh, put the code BAFFLED in at your checkout. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's the code BAFFLED at manscaped.com. We discussed last week how Connor's mate mum was buying it from Christmas. Any more developments? Any um, family friends who are getting it from, you know, aunts, grandmothers? No, just don't ask your mum for a ball trimmer. It's just, you don't, know. don't put it on your list. No, you, your mum doesn't need to be buying you that. Question. But if she does, use the code BAFFLE, 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Worldwide! Question. Yeah. When do you reckon it's the most awkward place you could have a conversation about your pubic hair trimming? Where? Yeah. What situation would be the most awkward to bring up? Christmas dinner with a mum and a nan. I don't know. I'd say your nan's funeral. Yeah, surely they they know it's happening though. And also, they'll have had a few jars, so they might be up for chatting about it. I don't want to chat to my nan about it. Mm. Coming up to 85. Doesn't need to know about that. Weird. I could explain to her the joys of manscaping mm. and how it's precisionly engineered for looking after your crown jewels. I recalled, I recall when I was at university and I first started trimming. Uh, I think I had left the razor in my home shower, and my dad saw it and says, "What's this razor? Not from Yorkshire. What's this razor doing in here? Why have you got two razors?" And I said, "Well, because one's not for my face." And he was disgusted, which makes you think. What, what it was I- disgusting because you weren't using manscaped. Brilliant products. Makes you think, doesn't it? I wonder what is it like down there. What were they doing? Mm. What have they been doing? Like, you know. Oh, Mr. Simpson. 65 years of no shaving. Terrible. Awful. Disgusting. It's like a forest. If he wants to shave. Manscaped. Oil yourself up as well with the deodorant. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Use the code BAFFLED. You get free shipping as well. And there's a lot more than just shaping your balls as well. 
Creams, can... gels, deodorants, ear and nose trimmers. Loads of stuff designed specifically for men. If you're worried that your parent maybe has never done that in all of their time, that's what you need to do. Manscaped.com. Connor, last fact of the show. Show your true colours. Uh, the reason I wanted to find out where this is from is because I use it all the time. I do actually that quite a lot. Um, it comes from lowering your colours aboard a ship to hide your nation's flag. It was a strategic move. So in a naval battle, if you hoist your flag higher, after hiding it, you are showing your true colours. That's where it's come from. Show your true colours. Makes sense. So, so you are. So after the battle when you've won, thing. Yeah, after the battle when you won, you'd hoist your flag up higher after hiding it, you are showing your true colours. Yeah, we. this is who we are. I it's guess pirates there. would have done that as well, right? Yeah. Put up like a nice uh, armada's flag. Be like, yeah, we're the Spanish armada. No one expected us. But it's a strategic move. And then move. we're like, no, we're actually yeah. pirates. Mm. You'd hide your flag. It's a strategic move. And that's where show your true colours come from. But there's no real joy or triumph in the phrase show your true colours now. It's mainly, it's quite a vindictive thing to do. Oh, you've shown your true colours, haven't you, Joy? Yeah, that's, that's how it's used. What yeah. has Joy done to you to annoy you? Go on, show your true colours. Yeah. So much. I agree. Because it's used in a not very nice manner now. Dan used it all the time. I yeah. like <laughs> Day true colours. Yeah, that is, that is an absolute. You know, you you have those friends that are a bit thick who speak like they imagine a fifty-year-old man does on EastEnders. That's a phrase they would say. Oh, you've shown your true colours, haven't you? You've shown your true colours. <laughs> but yeah, back then used to be a good thing. I arc at you. Well, not for the loser. No, but for the winner. Right. Maybe it's the loser that spread it. In naval battle. The loser annoyed they'd lost to someone and realised they'd lost someone else. Oh, no. At the risk of uh, sidetracking this and leaving on a downer, wasn't there another fact that we had about naval flags? You know, you would go past, you would pretend to be someone else when you walk past them and that gave us another phrase. I th- I've seen there, there is a lot of phrases that come from nautical base, but I can't think of which one you're talking about right now. But yeah, nautical does seem to influence oh, quite a lot I of thinking about Am I thinking about the St. George's Cross? I don't know. Did we adopt the St. George's Cross because like Malta used to have it and when we used to uh, take a boat near them, we pretended to be there. There's something. There's something another like fact in there somewhere. Connor, you still with us? Yeah, go digging. There's only 260 episodes to go through to find it. But yeah. Maybe we'll bring it back next week. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Memphis in America, in Tennessee, built the sixth largest pyramid ever. It's now a fishing shop. That's, that's very American, isn't it? Well, of course it is. Yeah, so they originally had plans to make three huge pyramids. Um, they decided that these would be a wonderful thing for Memphis to have. It would mean that people would come, they'd enjoy. There'd be a hard rock cafe in there. There'd be a basketball court, a college football hall of fame. There'd be a radio station in there. In the end, it just ends up as a basketball court. Then they built a bigger arena about... 10 years later, they all moved out of the pyramid and now it's a fishing shop. Something that does bug me when old things become something, you know? Like an old, an old thing from like... You're just hating on recycling? No, just like, like, no, like an old building will just become a prep. Yeah. Right? Again, or or a lot of very nice theatres in the UK become Weatherspoons. Yeah, right? Yeah. When you go around to a lot of Central European capital cities, there are old buildings that are now all Starbucks. What's it's, this is brilliantly American as well. Yeah. Fantastic. We're gonna build I'm gonna do that. We're gonna build the biggest pyramid ever. It's gonna be f- huge. So big, fifth biggest one in the world. And then you know what we can't pay for it, we can't find anyone to fill it. That's so beautiful. Also, I'm looking here. 
was first conceived in 1954 by Mark C. Hartz. And what is it now, sorry? It is now a Bass Pro fishing shop. Yeah. Wow. I tell you what, if you live near there, I know we do have some listeners, that might be you who lives in America, um, just let us know. and Let us know what it's like. Take, take your badge down, get a photo. <laughs> you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Mark's harking back to when, for some reason, we had a pie-eyed scheme to try and get everyone who lived you know, around the world to take a photo of their badge next to a monument, but the problem is we never sent the badge anyway. So <laughs> if you live near Bass Base Bass Pro Shops in the Pyramid, just let us know. Tell, tell me what it's like. Apparently there's, you know, there might be a hotel there as well. It's a big old building. I bet the rent on that, the yield must be good for the landlord. Yeah. Apparently uh, <laughs> it is now, so it's a Bass Pro Shop megastore, which includes shopping, obviously, a hotel, restaurants, bowling alley, and an archery range. Mm. Or a new way of fishing. Posh. Last fact of the show. Celebrating the World Cup, which started yesterday, Dejan Stankovic, famous player who played for Lazio and Inter. Uh, he's the only man who's represented three <laughs> nations at three FIFA World Cups. Sounded like French mustard and he stunk a fish. I just, this is a good thing. What was his <laughs> name? Does, doesn't it, yeah. Dejan Stankovic. <laughs> I mean, uh, he got bullied at school, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's massive. Oh, what's that smell? Oh, it's Stankovic. Yeah. Oh. Or is it mustard? I'll hey. be honest with you, mate. I think the country that he lived in, probably not. not Pro- probably not. Probably only not if he came across to England. Anyway. Where's he from? Stankovic. He's the only man that's played at three World Cups for three different countries. I didn't think you were allowed to do that. Well, you know why? I have a feeling I know why. Is it because he was part of like a Yugoslavia that then go. broke up into the Czech Republic no. and then Croatia? No, okay. A bit like Haaland might be going to Britain. Uh, well, uh, he won't be because he's paid for Norway mm. in a competitive fixture. Right. Yeah. Uh, he played for Yugoslavia, Serbia and Montenegro and then finally Serbia. Uh, three World Cups. That was going to be my next guess. For three different countries. Short right. and sweet. Very Short impressive. and sweet. Doesn't play anymore, so I don't need to wish him luck. The name that's made it for me. What a way to finish. Dijon Stankovic. Dijon stinks a fish. <laughs> well, thank you very much. What have we learned this week? Well, one of the biggest pyramids in the world is now a fishing shop. Also, if, if I mispronounced a word, I didn't mispronounce a word, and there's no way you can tell other people that I mispronounced a word. And also, the coach, the professional manager of Sampdoria in Syria, ah, is Dijon stinks a fish. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye! Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. I will say you can save 20% and get free shipping if you buy your grooming product on manscaped.com for the whole of November. Make sure you do it. Groom yourself down there, and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.